Well, if you have a special dog in your life, beware. Veterinarians around the country, coast to coast, are reporting an illness among dogs that they say is a mystery. It has sickened thousands of dogs, hundreds of them uh, have died in five states. We're talking Colorado, Rhode Island, Oregon, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. We don't have any reports here yet in Michigan, but they uh, are looking at the numbers very closely and looking at what veterinarians are seeing at their practices. Dogs become very ill very quickly, and this is an illness that seems to linger for dogs and eventually some never recover. We thought we'd get a little more information on what this virus is and how we can be good pet owners, good dog owners. We're checking in with Dr. Brad Davis, a veterinarian at Sheehy Animal Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Davis. We understand you're no stranger to radio. (laughs) Oh, no, we did a radio show for years, but... uh... Uh, not not as big as yours, obviously. Well, here's your chance to dance in the sunshine. Uh, we're so glad you could join us, Dr. Davis. What can you tell us? I know you've been reading about this and hearing about this. What can you tell us about this virus? Well, what you said before is, is uh, fairly accurate in, in one big way is that no one really knows much about it. We They believe it's a virus, and they're, it's one of those things they're working at, uh, colleges and the the labs are trying to find out what's going on, so much so that they're sharing information. So they're pretty much on high alert about it. The thing is, is that it's, I don't want people to be scared. This is not something to be frightened of. It's something to be aware of. It's something to take precautions. You know, it's, I always say live your life, but don't necessarily uh, just live it smarter. And it shouldn't be too big an issue. But yeah, right now we think that it's a virus. But we don't know exactly what kind of virus. We don't know exactly uh, where it came from. We don't know exactly how it spreads. So right now, they're just at the early stages. So am I right that uh, what I've read is that it starts with a cough and then moves mm-hmm. into pneumonia? Yeah, the thing that you, uh, what you get, and, and there's various stages of it. Now, this is, that's the interesting part. When there's a disease called kennel cough or tracheobronchitis, just means inflammation of the trachea, you get some mucus in there, it causes them to make that sort of honking sound, that honk sound that you get when dogs cough that you've heard before, I'm certain. Yep. Now, that, that cough is something that usually responds nicely to antibiotics. And you don't do cultures. It's simple enough just to diagnose it from the signs. Well, the thing about it is, we're not responding. That's what they're seeing. They mm. give the medications and we're not responding to the antibiotics or secondary antibiotics. And they're not finding bacteria. What they're finding is, is that the virus itself is causing the problem and the virus is leading to further respiratory problems. So yeah, it starts out with a gentle cough, getting to be a worse cough between, they call it mild to moderate. And then it ends up uh, going into the lungs where you get the pneumonia. And then if the worst case scenario is you get a poor outcome, because the, the, the pneumonia can cause uh, degeneration in 24 mm. to 36 hours. That is really scary. Just, I mean, mm. just when you're trying to get a handle on what's going on with your pet, you know, mm. suddenly it becomes extremely critical. Is there, can you give us some good advice on what we should do to be good dog well, owners here? Well, the simple here? thing is that when you're dealing, well, first off, don't do, you're not going to, I've seen a lot of things about doing vaccines, and that's all, that struck me as odd because there's not a vaccine for it right now. Um, what it comes down to is this is not a disease that's known. It's not something that we're attacking with, with, with uh, uh, a 
vaccine that can protect you from it. But what you do is you just do things in a smart way. Now, we've all got used to, from, from COVID, we all learned things like super spreader events. Well, you're not going to find a much bigger super spreader event than Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's the thing that concerns me. You talked about the states they were found in. That's an odd grouping of states, isn't it? It's a smattering over here yep. and a smattering over there. Um, the problem we're going to have is that people from Michigan are going to be driving their dogs to visit their relatives in Illinois. And then their dogs are going to be together and then they come back and that's how it spreads. And so what I would say is this, it might be wise to make sure that the dogs that you're going to go visit are healthy. Um, make sure you don't interact with dogs you don't know. Stay away from, if you're in one of the states where there's a problem, don't go to the dog park. Um, maybe even rest stops along the way, you know, just make sure you're not around other dogs. Um, just do your best to just be wise and generally speaking, you're going to do okay. You know, that was one of the things that I was going to ask you about because of the holiday and holidays mm -hmm. that are coming up through December. You know, mm -hmm. it's the time that a lot of people kennel their dogs. You know, they need sure. to travel, so they're going to kennel their dog. Or yep. the great case that you met, uh, made, you know, uh, what is it, 55 million Americans are going to be on the road. So they're going to mm -hmm. be taking, some, in many cases, their pets. But that mm -hmm. was good advice. So what, should we avoid the kennel? Should we avoid, you know, uh, that's a great question, and I would uh, my first thing, my first statement would be there's no reason to in Michigan right now. Uh, remember, we're not we're not talking about there being a problem here. A few years back, uh, there was the disease, the disease, a dog influenza that was coming up, the dog flu, and it was a big deal. It was a huge event that it was coming, and it was it was on its way, and we were scared for months. Never got here really. It got here a little bit now. We're, we're we're taking care of it. It's just it's down in the downslope. It looks like we're controlling it better. It sort of went up in Chicago, not into Michigan. This could be something that never actually gets here. But it's, so I would say this. I don't. I'm not afraid of the kennels. I'm not afraid of them right now because frankly, we're talking about something that's on the west coast, something that's on the east coast, not some and something in Illinois, not something here. Generally, with kennels, you're talking about local animals, and so there's less chance you're going to be exposed to it. And uh, we can't let you go without asking this question due to the fact that we're heading into this giant holiday on Thursday mm -hmm. that involves people food, that what we mm -hmm. like to call people food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's sometimes, you know, Grandpa Harry's at the table and he can't resist mm -hmm. giving, you know, your pup a little something off the table. Sure. Can sure. you just uh, give us some good advice about the do's and don'ts with our pets and human food. Well, I, I, I've never heard of a dog eating any extra food at Thanksgiving. I don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> uh, but no, real, realistically, this is a common problem, and you're not going to do much about it. You can't stop it. The little kids drop things, et cetera. Um, generally speaking, the less is, is, is better. Um, the less food they have is better. Um, if there's any question in your mind whether or not they should have it, don't give it. And just a morsel. A trick that I always tell people, keep some food, uh, dog food, dog treats at the table. And then when you want to give them something, give them something that's not going to be harmful. They're still getting your attention, still getting your love, still getting a snack. They're happy, you're happy, and there's more food there for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, also before you leave, can we talk for a little bit here about, I know that your industry is going through a lot, your industry, your your profession is going through a lot of changes. And mm -hmm. uh, so many friends have commented to me how difficult it is to get vet appointments. And yeah. I mean, they're, just like so many other health care, you know, when we're talking even health care of our mm -hmm. pets, 
there's a shortage of veterinarians. What what's going to happen here? Well, veterinarians have been. Uh, it's, uh, I'm. I should mention uh, I'm an old guy, so let's start there. <laughs> the thing is, is that young vets are getting fewer in number, and the reason is. The cost when I came out of vet school in the in the eight in the nineties at the beginning of the nineties, I would have been in debt about sixty thousand dollars. Vets coming out of vet school now are in debt like six hundred thousand dollars. Oh, and so what happens is they literally know they're never getting out of debt, so they take jobs outside of their their career field or they leave it quickly, because there's just this is not a highly paid profession compared to others. Now that said, uh, we have to find ways in order to make it more affordable to become a vet so more vets stay in the profession. And uh, so the the changes that you're seeing, corporations are taking over. There's big corporations in veterinary, veterinary medicine now. The little places, the ownership that's going away because of the large corporations. So, yep, you're right. It's, a, it's, a, it's an industry in transition. And what can we do about that? Well, I'll figure that out as soon as I cure this uh, mystery dog uh, disease. <laughs> yeah, the, we, we only give you the big questions here, the hard <laughs> ones, you know. Well, we'll get you started on the Middle East when we get past those other ones, I'll too. That too yeah. uh, Dr. Brad well, Davis, thank you so much for joining us today, giving us a little insight into this virus. Your advice is to just be smart with your pets, if, mm-hmm. if, especially if you're traveling with them. Don't go around other dogs, certainly that you don't know. Ask if you're going somewhere. Is the dog vac? You know, is your puppy vaccinated? I want to bring have you seen mine. Any problems? Yeah, have, have you seen, seen any, any problems? problems? Right, mm-hmm. and and that that's the best advice. And to keep a close eye, and if something crops up, definitely to get uh, you and, know, get the help that you need for your and pup. Call your vet. Yes, call yeah. your vet. Your vet might say something different. You always want to check with your vet. That's what they're there for. Um, we always love we love answering questions before it's an emergency. Absolutely, Doctor Brad Davis, veterinarian at Sheehy Animal Hospital. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Take care. All right. We'll continue here on WJR Afternoons. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit about how how do you feel about this? A service fee to get a customer service call in. We'll have that story when we come back. Mm-hmm.